Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Oh, Recorded live. Good evening, sir. How are you? I'm okay, and you? Great. Great. Amen. Thank the Lord. Amen. We are on the round table. Amen again. Yes. Thanks be to God. Amen. Thank the Lord. Amen. And uh, it'll just be a few moments. Amen. Uh, uh, have you heard from our brother today? Uh, yes, I talked to him. He said he thinks he has a friend that's going to put him up for a few days. After these three or what? You know, I didn't. I didn't get anything real clear about that. He. Uh, We're being recorded, so yeah. Maybe you should okay. call me after the call. Okay, thank you. All right. Well, we can talk about it We want to uh, greet everybody on the call tonight that's on the call. Uh, we welcome you again to the Apostles' Roundtable. Uh, we thank God, amen, for the uh, start of this, um, I believe, fifth year. The start of this fifth year of the Apostles' Roundtable. We're so grateful to the Lord that... Um, God has uh, kept it uh, going. We appreciate, amen, everyone that has uh, supported uh, this uh, call. And uh, I thank the Lord, amen, for, amen, just his goodness and mercy. Um, um, I uh, am very grateful unto God. I'm very grateful unto God for uh, the start of this new year. I'm thanking God, amen, for uh, just getting a 
glimpse, um, catching at the end. Uh, also, uh, King, at your uh, live uh, session, amen, that you had going there. Amen. Hallelujah. Bless the Lord. And uh, I thank God even for uh, uh, the saints coming together, amen, and praying, amen, during the time of the hurricanes. I'm going to ask, amen, prophecy that, would you open up with prayer, please? Praise the Lord. Heavenly Father, we come right now before the Son of Grace. If there's anything that we've said, done, or thought, or send a speaking to you, forgive us right now. In the mighty name of Jesus, Lord, we thank you as we gather together tonight, Lord, that um, let the message that is going to be presented tonight be well received by those who are on this call tonight, Lord. And we also thank you, Lord, that as um, our overseer is getting ready to go to Toronto, Lord, that you have already paved the way for him to go, and you've already paved the way for the people to be receptive mm-hmm. of him as he is going to this territory, let the word that you give him for the people of Toronto be well received in the mighty name of Jesus. And we thank you now, Lord, for the signs of wonders that you're getting ready to do in that territory, Lord, because we know that this assignment comes from you, Lord, and if it comes from you, that you will show yourself as a demonstration of power and give the people what they really need in that area. So we thank you now, Lord, for what you're getting ready to do through the man of God if he goes to Toronto, that this assignment is truly one that is well-appointed and well-needed in this territory because they do have a need there in this territory in this season for what you have in the man of God's mouth. So we thank you now for the message that you are going to give the people in this territory and we count the joy and the privilege to be able to be used by you to glorify you. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen. Thank God. Amen for you. Amen. Uh, during last week, um, um, many uh, people were coming out of, uh, you know, the south and um, from the storm. And one of them, amen, is here in Cleveland, uh, Dr. Shaw, amen, came out of uh, Florida and uh, she came back home here in, in Cleveland. We happened to see her last night. Thank God for seeing her. And she's on the call tonight, and she's going to uh, be sharing, amen, with us uh, tonight, you know, whatever the Lord, amen, has uh, has given to her. And so uh, we want to give uh, uh, Dr. Maddie Shaw our undivided attention and uh, receive the word of the Lord, amen, uh, from her mouth. So uh, Dr. Shaw, amen, praise the Lord. Good evening. And uh, uh, it's it's your time, amen, this time. God bless you, and I'm so glad to hear you. God bless you. Praise the Lord. Amen, amen, and praise the Lord, everybody. Um, First of all, I I just want to thank God for each and every one of you that truly uh, you have for the word of God and all that you do and all that you say. Uh, I thank you for that because we have to keep it going we have to make everyone aware of what's going on in these last and evil days. We have to look up because our redemption draw nigh, and we have to make sure we stay focused. Uh, I do uh, want to thank Apostle Griffin for inviting me on the call tonight. Um, 
kind of caught me off guard and, and asked whether it's too late to, you didn't say it in a way that I'm going to say to serve God's people. You asked if it would be too late to speak on the call. And, and I look at it as serving God's people. So I had to say no. Um, I did play in the pool out and, and head back on Saturday. So in that, I was um, asking God and praying that he gives me a word for his people that, you know, it's something to chew on, so to speak, you know, just leave you some fat to chew on. It's not going to be from me. It's going to come from God because, uh, you know, no matter how much we think we can be prepared, uh, sometimes you want to drop down drop down notes and things like that. And I get that all the time coming from what people say, and I'm like, oh, yes, this, that, and other. But God knows, the Holy Spirit knows specifically what it is that people need to hear from God, and it's his word, not mine. And so I'm going to, if you don't mind, I'd like to, to lead in a word of prayer one more time, and then I will go into what God has to speak about. I'm not here to preach the word. I'm not an evangelist. I'm a teacher, and you know, uh, but I know that we are all ministers in Christ. So um, that's what I'm going to be bouncing off of, but I'm also going to be talking about what God wants everyone to know. Is that okay with everybody? Okay, amen. I think everybody's on. Amen, amen. Thank you for that. Uh, that yes. Uh, and feel free if you're on, on mute, that's good. But you can interject because I, I need some of that assurance. Uh, you know that if, if you if you feel the spirit hitting you, that's fine too. You know, just to, just to be yourself tonight. Don't don't be under any restrictions tonight. I I want the Lord to really flow in your spirit, and I certainly don't want to quench the spirit. I just want to be able to join and have everybody's spirit be connected in this. Um, so, Heavenly Father, I come to you, the Lord, tonight. To thank everyone on this call, Lord. To come forth, Lord, with the word that you have for your people, Lord, in these last and evil days. I want to thank you, Lord, for sending out all of the apostles and the prophets, Lord, and those who you have assigned, Lord, to do your will for your people. I thank you for it, Jesus. I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord, for you being able to touch the lives of everyone that's on this call, Lord, that you bring them to the understanding of why they're going through certain things in their life at this time. And they know that all things happen through you and by you because it's all from you. I thank you, Lord Jesus, because the Holy Spirit who comes, Lord, as our comforter, and he comes as like a hero to me, Lord, to whenever I am in need of help, Lord, he comes to our help and to our aid. I just want to thank you for it. I want to thank you for the word tonight, Lord, and I, I want to thank you for every ear that can hear what thus saith the Lord. I want to ask, Lord, that you help touch the minds of the people, Lord, that they can continue to consider you and that they can consider it in Lord, that they can be able to touch others, bringing them forth, Lord. We know we're in the last and evil days, and we thank you for all things, and we ask, Lord, that you continue to give us the way, Lord, the word and your divine guidance and wisdom 
and keep us in your power, that that power be shared and given to us in your authority, that we use it according to your will and not our will to be done. In Jesus' name, thank you. Tonight, it's a matter of what your calling is. I I got a message from my dear friend and cousin sister, um, Dr. King had a powerful message the other night, and it was an enlightened message because it it was about the prophecies that are out here and the conditions of the world and what people need to be understanding uh, in concerning um, the actions that God has placed on this situation by the storms and, and by the developments that are happening in everybody's lives and some people losing their homes and some people drowning in the waters and some waters being shifted out of the sea and some waters being put back put back in the sea by God's own hand. Uh, but the emphasis on who is really in charge and what it is that you are really supposed to do. You have to understand what your ministry is all about. You have to understand the charge of God and what he has for you as that minister, as that body, as that vessel, the chosen vessel. You know, we speak about many are called, but few are chosen. And that's that's special. That's a special situation when you are chosen by God. It's the highest calling. People get promotions on the job. They get steps up from the job. They get promotions in the church and get put in certain positions, and they develop in certain ways. The spiritual development can be enacted if it's used in reference to what the Holy Spirit is saying. However, the highest call is when God is calling you to his service for the people, his people, to serve his people, to bring them forward. Okay, so we're looking at Isaiah 43 and 10, and and this is where I'm coming from as far as what is your call as a minister. Um, You are chosen by God to be his disciple, and it it expresses that, um, the transference of God's intention for you and your life. But in doing so, we have to bring forth what it is God wants us to share to his people. So it is very important. I want to go to that first, Isaiah. Uh, Isaiah is a valuable book like every book is. But um, I want to begin with that just for a minute. Um, Okay, let's understand the work of God's hand, and let's start to understand uh, where we come from. And uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna take it back a little further uh, to verse five, starting with that. I am the Lord, and there is none else. There is no God besides me. I girded thee, that thou though thou hast not known me that they may know from the rising of the sun and from the west that there is none besides me. I am the Lord, and there is none else. I form the light and create darkness. I make peace 
and create evil. I, the Lord, do all these things. Drop down, ye heavens, from above, and let the skies pour down righteousness. Let the earth open, and let them bring forth salvation, and let righteousness spring up together. I, the Lord, have created it. Woe unto him that striveth with his marker. Let the potsherd strive with the potsherds of the earth. Shall the clay say to him that fashioned it, What makest thou or thy work? He hath no hands. Woe unto him that saith unto his father, What begettest thou? Or to the woman, What hast thou brought forth? Thou saith the Lord, the Holy One of Israel and his maker, Ask me of these things to come concerning my sons and concerning the work of my hands. Come, uh, command ye me. I have made the earth and created man upon it. I have my hands, have stretched out the heavens, and all their hosts have I commanded. I have raised him up in righteousness, and I have directed all his ways. He shall build my city, and he shall let go my captives. Not for price, not for reward, saith the Lord of hosts. Thus saith the Lord, the laborer of Egypt and the merchandise of Ethiopia and the son of the uh, Sabaeans and men of stature shall come over unto thee and they shall be thine and thy shall come after thee. In chains they shall come over and they shall fall down unto thee that they shall make supplication unto thee saying, surely God is in thee. And there is none else there is no God. And is none else there is no God. Surely God is in thee, and there is none else. There is no other God. So verily thou art a God, and thou art thyself, O God of Israel, thy Savior. He is the potter, and we are the clay. What boils down to all this that we are going through, all these things that are happening, there are some forces out here that have controls, and there are some things out here that are designed to distract us. We talk about social media. We talk about television. We talk about subliminal suggestions coming through uh, different commercials and different things going on to keep your mind distracted, to keep your 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 balance in balance, keep you in balance, and we have to stay balanced. We have to stay balanced in the church. We have to say we are the church. Church must be balanced. We have to be balanced within the family. We have to be balanced. There has to be balance in the land, on the job. Anything we do, there has to be a balance. When we talk about the head, nothing can move without the head. We are all members in one body, and we have to deal with the Godhead bodily, Christ. We have to deal with Christ, and we have to be in the likeness of an image of Christ. We have to be able to succumb to being Christ-like. We talk about salvation and in salvation, we know that there is a release that God has given us through redemption that God has given us to the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ, that God has given us another chance. The chance that he had done when he had created us in the first place. 
the chance that he has given us to be able to come back to him because man has to reconcile back to God. Eventually it's going to happen. Run if you want to. Hide if you want to. But that's not going to be your saving place. The only place that you can hide is in God. He is the only place that you'll be able to come to. He is the only place you should look for your salvation, that you can look for being your Savior, that you can look. He will be the one that supply your every need. He is your supplier. If you are without anything, he is the one. If you have a vision, he has a provision. If you have a desire, he can give you the desires of your heart. You just have to ask him, but you have to believe. Sometimes we have a problem believing because we listen to everything that goes on out in the world, the trend. What is the trend now? What is the trend with our people in the world now? What is the trend with the Institute of Marriage now? What is the trend within the relationships of people now? What is the trend in how we treat our children now? What is the trend of how our children treat us now? What is the trend of how the church is using God as an example, but at the same time they put themselves into it, those who are ahead of the church, instead of taking on the position that God gave them as ministers to his word, as ministers to his need for mankind to be able to come to God in reconciliation, to be able to bring forth those things that he looks for us to bring as far as his sheep are concerned, being shepherds as far as what God says that is going to make him satisfied in the way man is acting. This is not the way. This definitely is not the way. This is another level of Sodom and Gomorrah. And you don't want to look back. You need to press on. You have to press forward. But you have to let the potter make the clay. You have to understand who's in control You have to understand the power that he has given us, the authority that he has given us to take over the land and to do his will. We have to know what seed we are about. We have to know that we are chosen by him. You have been sent by him to go out into all the world and preach and teach the gospel, to go out and help save souls, But we can't do it alone. And there's a great problem out here because of the fact that everybody wants to do it themselves. You can't do anything alone because God is in control. We have people out here that think that they can be the ones to do it, that they think some of them think that they are God. A lot of people don't even believe there is a God. Can you ask them who's holding up the sun or out of the 75% of the water that's out here on the earth who is keeping it in control? Certainly man can't see himself doing that, but he wants to come up with all the theories. Well, you know, the fact in what God has done down here for mankind is the fact that we will have to depend on when it's all over. It's the fact that he's in control of everything that happens and everything is going to happen. It's the fact that this thing is not over. It's just the beginning. As we see Christ in our lives, These are examples that we have to show each other and we have to show our children. We have to come in faithful. We are under a covenant with God, and we have to understand what that covenant is about. We have to know that there are markers on us from God. Every one of us 
God has promised to us, just that they put marks on the land, how you met by the land, there of our life as we have lived life to know that our next is how how nothing too small can go under him, nothing too high can go over him. He is all in all. He encompasses all things. But he has given us all things that we need in order to do his will. His gift tools. You need tools to build a house. He wants to build us. He's given us supplies. You need supplies when you build a house. He is our foundation, and he has given us that to be able to build our house on. And we have to do it one stone at a time, one step at a time. We can't jump to the top of the ladder and expect to be able to build a house. We have to come one brick at a time. So God uses our life as he would a brick one by one. We have to go through different experiences in life. Ouch. That was something that was spoken of last night as I came to EMSI's uh, Bible study and uh, Bible class. And um, uh, it was something that I that caught me uh, when Apostle was speaking about the pain that we have to, to uh, uh, deal with in our lives. And then dressing and, and addressing the pain that Christ had. If we're going to be Christ like, he had pain and we should have pain too. We have to under know we have to understand what long suffering is about. I know that. So we all go through those things. But the issues in the world now are something that we have to consider while we're down here. We have to see further than ourselves. We have to see further than our next door neighbors. We have to consider all things and all people. At all times, we have to consider the great I am, I and him, or what it is to have You can't hear him if you're not able to repent and be uh, justified to hear him. How else can you be called if you cannot hear him? When he comes to you, you got to be able to address the situation in the fashion that he asks you to do to be, to move in, to operate in. We have to come into the conformity of what he is required, you know. In Romans 12 and 1, be ye not, be you, no, 12 and 2, be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. Considering all things, we have to renew our environment. We have to continue to change our mind in the ways of the environment of Christ. We have to consider all things that God is trying to tell us. We can't break it into what we want and what we want to tell the people according to what we want to do. And that was something, again, Dr. King had had broken down and justified when she was saying some of these prophets you have to be careful for because they are prophesying about what they want you to know that that the Lord has told them and the Lord has not spoken those words to them. And it's justified that they have not spoken those words to them. You can tell because man wants to satisfy himself and not Christ. He wants to do his will and not Christ's will. And it doesn't come with a solution. We have to be able to understand what it is God wants from us 
but he wants you to listen to his words. He has a direction. It's a divine purpose that God has for us. So we are in the potter's house. We have to know that we have to be counted faithful, counted trustworthy by Christ. 1 Timothy 1 and 12. If you can turn to that, please. And First Timothy talks about um, what it is that God expects of us, what it is that he is calling of us, um, what it is that God expects from us. Okay, and I thank Christ Jesus, our Lord, who has enabled me for that he counted me faithful, putting me into the ministry, who was before a blasphemer, a persecutor, and and these are different things that we have been, because I did it ignorantly in unbelief. We have to believe what it is God has given us to do. We have to believe what it is he wants from us. It's required in our stewardship. God speaks speaks to us as being his steward. And when you're anyone's steward, when you're a steward on a boat, rather it's in, in whatever position you've been called to, to be a steward, it's a trustworthy position. God trusts you. But we have to fulfill the word of God. He has enlightened us and entrusted us with the word of God. We were talking about value. There's value in the word of God. And when he calls us to produce that word as ministers, as in Ephesians 3, verses 7 and 8, and as ministers of Christ, it is being stewards to the mysteries of God. Great are the mysteries of godliness. And we have to be godly in doing that. We have to be godly stewards. We have to be significant in our calling. There has to be justification in what we do and what we say through Christ, through the Holy Spirit who justifies us, through grace, God's grace. We have God's gifts through the gift of grace, through God. God gives us these gifts. And Apostle also talked about gifts yesterday, which was really fine-tuned as far as uh, understanding the type of gifts that are given to us through Christ. And to each person, there's a different gift. And there's certain gifts that God gives certain people, and not everybody will have the same gift because of who they are. He only gives you what you can handle. He only gives you according to what he feels you can produce and bring forth and, and, and develop in. He knows the extent of your development. And so he gives certain gifts to certain people at certain times. It doesn't mean that you're any more or any less than anyone else, but he has given because he has blessed all, and he will bless who he will bless, but he has blessed all to receive certain gifts a certain way. So everybody won't have the same gift, but everybody will be as valuable to God as he had expected from you to be. So we have to know how to develop in that realm. We have to know what that's about, what it consists of, and what our directions are. We have to listen and hear his divine word. 
But in doing that, we have to understand where we're at when we're going to go on and teach that to other people. We have to understand what the world is dealing with, what the world is about, how we have gone through different experiences. We can't talk about things that we haven't experienced. We can talk about what God gives us to talk about, and he lets us expand on our experiences because it's putting the cap on what we've gone through. It teaches everybody that we, too, have gone through something. No one is perfect down here. We all are striving for spiritual perfection. We all are going into a deliverance mode. We're trying to be delivered while we're down here. We're pre- pressing on to the mark of the high calling. But we have to understand there is a stretch. There is a position that we're supposed to take to reach for that high. We've got to go through something. Don't go anywhere. you got to get to the finish line. You can't be right in place. you got to get there. You're not there first. There's a lot left and yet to get to. There's so much going on in the world that we have to understand where we're at. When we look at the dissemination of the family, which I spoke about a little bit ago, about how uh, we are perceived in the family, everything that's done out here starts with God. And this is what I was saying earlier. Every single thing begins with God. The structure of the family begins with God. The hierarchy of the family begins with God. So we have women and men who are hit and miss out here, and we need to come back together. We have children who are lost under that understanding because the men and women are not enforcing it. They're just as confused. So we have to help each other. We have to teach them that it starts with Christ and comes down to men, and then it comes down to the woman, and then it goes down to the children. It's no other form after that. That's the hierarchy set. That's the covenant of the family, that God has his precedence, his principles. It starts, all of this is going on out here, it starts with that, the family. Why kids are so out of uh, order now? Why parents are out of order now? Why are the adults out of order now? The women out of order now? The men out of, everybody is out of place. There is no it's so messed up, and that's not the word I want to use, but I'm just going to try to be nice to say it's so messed up right now. And I, I don't mean in any, any slang way. I just say there's different levels of messed up, and this is one way of saying it's really messed up out here because we are really confused. God said he would not have us be ignorant. We have to understand what it is he is looking for in our lives. He, we have to be brought back to where he had brought us from. We have to come back to where we originated. Israel is going back home. He's bringing everything back to the order that it was. Don't think that this is it. This is not it. All of this is going on now is just the beginning. It's a prophecy spoken of, but it starts at home. Everybody got to get back to where you started. You got to get back from the beginning. You got to get back to the original point. You got to get back to the starting point in order to take off running, to get to the finish line. you got to start somewhere. He wants to get you back so you can start off right. We're not starting off like he would. We're not doing the things that he would expect for us to do when he sees this kind of turmoil out here. And it doesn't mean that everybody's not doing what is under the will of God, and I'm not pinpointing that on any particular person or people. I'm just saying what God sees in us, in man, in mankind, in man, that's men and women, what God sees in man 
It is what needs to be put in order. God's order, not man's order. So man is made in God's image, both male and female, which is found in Genesis. We have to understand God's plan with man as the head of the family. We have to look at family values. We have to look at the principles of family, the principles of male, men and women, not women and women, not male and male. We have to understand the shifting that God is putting in the atmosphere through the things that we go on in this world. And I was speaking to someone um, not too long ago today, and we were talking about global warming. People don't understand the significance of global warming and the shift in the atmosphere. The shift in the atmosphere is at a level of one one percentage or one to degree, just one, just one. And it has caused such a phenomenal, and that's just one degree shift. Can you imagine at two? At one degree right now, the earth is going through a desperate change right now. And all of the glaciers are melting. How rapid. They're melting. Do you know that that's going to shift the water in the land? Just that alone. I'm just mentioning that alone because, you know, we have so many scientists who want to come up with different theories, but God has the real truth of the atmosphere, the atmosphere, and God is changing the atmosphere of what mankind is doing in the world. The effect of the world that's on our children through social media, the effect of the world through our adults and all of the consumers as far as being able to uh, purchase and buy out here and to become a, a consumers, um, the advertisements, the pop-up ads on your computer, the phone conversations your phone gives you when you don't even ask them a question. They know how to talk back. They know how to call your name. They already are familiar with your phone number, and um, they can do more than that in social media. You have all kinds of things going on in the in the world, in the news, of rapists and murderers and kidnappers, and everybody is overlooking those issues. It's not like it was before in the past. We got mass shootings. We got all kind of crime going on. What is the problem? What is the problem? The storms. What is the problem? The storms that used to come around once every hundred years are coming around every year. What is the problem? What is the problem? The problem is in the people. The people have used their power to do the wrong things. Like I mentioned earlier about certain controls out here that handle the atmosphere, but God has to step in and show them that they're not in control. He has to step in and show the people that they're not in control, and he has to use a vessel. You are the vessel that God is using. We are not here to waste time. We're not here to pretend. We're not here to make believe anything. We're here to make business out of God's kingdom to do his will, not ours. We're here to guide and to direct others, to bring others. I say this often, sheep begot sheep. We're here to take the precedence of what a man is trying to do in this world, and we have to turn it around, and it's a big job to do. 
we have to take the men and women out here to understand that men are in position as kings in the household and women are the queens. And if you want to be a queen, you know, you need to know how to handle your king and, and leave them pawns alone. We have to understand that our children don't run our households. We have to understand that they have to go to school and learn. We can't keep putting out, you know, a lot of churches say, oh, it don't take all that. You know, education is nice, but it don't take all that. You've got to learn how to read the Bible. That's education. Hello, you need to learn how to read first and understand and you get the knowledge there. That is important. Education is important. W.E.D. Du Bois says, it's not important only for black people to finally reach a high level of education as college and not just education as elementary education, but college education because of the different principles that they learn in higher education. It's about life expectancies. It's about all kind of examples and things that you learn in the world that you don't just learn in your neighborhood down at mom and them's house. It's about educating yourself to learn how to make it forward and not go backward. But he said it's not only in education that we teach our kids to, to obtain, but it's also in teaching people how to live. He said it's also important, other than education, higher in education, to also teach our people about life because we have lost grip of that. If it wasn't for our great, 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 great grandmothers and grandpapas who had to go through the sweat and tears about life and life's expectancies, they were trying to build. Not only is this about inheritance, but this is also about building a legacy. God wants us to build a legacy in him. He wants to give us inheritance, but it doesn't happen at the end of the road. It, It happens now. The legacy has to be built now. You have to know what it is that you want somebody to say about you when you go. You can't depend on mom and them to do that either. You've got to understand that you have to stand on your own two feet, and God is here to help you with that. He is our provider. He gives the provision to our vision. But we have to understand what it is we're here for, who it is we're here for, And why are we here? What is your purpose? What is your principal issue? What is your principal mission? What is your mission statement? Why are you here? What is your ministry? What is your purpose? What is the outlook and what you're trying to do? What is the outcome? You're trying to do this to do that. To do what? What is it that you're looking for? Ultimately, it's God's will. We have to do God's will to do it his way, what he wants us to do in relationship to him, to develop that relationship, to get it back, to be able to communicate with him in love because that becomes the ultimate issue. Love is the created issue here. It's about love to bring things back together. It's so much turmoil out here. They done lost track of who their first love is. Got to understand. God's agape love. That's, that's the love that we should hold fast to. Other than that, nothing else matters. You can do all you want to do. You can build a mission. You can build a church as high as heavens. You can do all that you want to do. But if you don't have the love of Christ in you and you don't have his 
the, the, his uh, will in you, not your will, but his will be done. If you don't understand what it is he wants you to do out here, it's time to take a, t- a minute or two and read. If we don't know how to read, we get other people to read to us and help us. And you know how how else will we learn? Unless, how else will we know unless we get it by the word of the preacher? We got somebody else to teach the word for us. We have to seek and learn and research for ourselves as well to understand the word of God and let God be the one to tell us where to get it from, where to go to, how to see it, how to believe it. Where's your faith? You know, understanding what we are to do in Christ, understanding what it is that God God has for us, understanding the suffering that we have and the expectation, being in order, God's order. God needs a vessel and he needs you to operate in what he has for you. So in all that's going on out here, it's important that we make a mark and help God change the atmosphere. And that, my dear friends, friends, saints, loved ones, it's all I can bring to you tonight. Amen? Amen. 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 Are Thank there you, any Dr. questions? Yes. Go ahead. Go ahead. You go ahead. No, I was just asking were there any questions or comments? Uh, 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 please, everybody, anybody who want to come and add to the word for tonight, um, please do. Go ahead, Apostle Griffin. I heard you speaking. What was it you're going to say? I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, I was going to say. I was going to say, Amen. Thank the Lord, Amen, for your reflections, Amen, tonight. Uh, descriptive of uh, the end times, as I followed, Amen, you from the beginning there in Isaiah forty-three and ten. You were sharing, Amen, with us, Amen, that um, we're God's servants. You know His witnesses, and um, you were sharing, Amen, how things are really kind of messed up. And uh, the Lord, amen, has uh, provided us, amen, the uh, the witness, and that's Jesus Christ, because he's the way, the truth, and the life. And we have to um, be that example and preach, amen, the gospel of, of Christ, yes. amen, for people to uh, come to know, amen, uh, what true life is, amen, uh, living uh, in their uh God-given purpose. And so uh, thank you, Dr. Shaw. I don't have any, necessarily have any questions, but um, Mm -hmm. certainly that uh, verse uh, stands out because God is saying, amen, you know, there's no other God before me. And uh, there is a lot of idolatry going on. And uh, we are, amen, his witnesses. Uh, as As you heard me say last night, you talk on balance. Everything that we do has to be balanced, amen, through love. So uh, thank you, Dr. Shaw. Um, comments, questions? Anybody want to give some more feedback? Oh, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. Dr. Shaw, I enjoyed that word of God. I can say you're right on the money because uh, uh, that's the word that God uh, um on Tuesday, and um, 
this is the reason why the, the church is not effective as though uh, we should be because the church is out of order. Things are mm-hmm. out of order. Uh, and people have uh, tried every way to do things that yes. do not do it in the divine order of God because God has a protocol. He has a system. I just said a few minutes ago earlier, you're going to have to get some rule there to some system because either if you serve God, there's a if you serve the devil, there's a system. In mm-hmm. the world, there's a system. If you're in your home, when I was growing up, there was a system. Whatever my parents said I couldn't do, I could not do. I had to follow their rules because I was mm-hmm. under their rules. Uh, but this is the reason why uh, the church is at a, at a critical position because the, the body is so out of order and nobody wants to deal with it uh, because people are saying that God is no longer dealing with the apostles. The devil's a liar. The first yes. that Carlos speaks about is an apostle. Then he says, second, I call the prophet. That's why the prophet and the prophets were very close with the apostles. Then third, there are teachers. He said the third call is a teacher, and people don't want to realize that everything has to line up according to God's will and his assignment for your life. And whatever position that God has called you, you have to walk in that. And I love when you were talking about even about love, he said, because faith, hope, and love, he said, but without love, these are the three greatest. He said, but the greatest out of the three is love. And without love, it's nothing. And that's why the church is not seeing the miraculous miracles that you see today. It's because the church has to come to a place of order. God has to put order back in the church. And this is what I was saying to those earlier, uh, that those that are not willing uh, to get in the order with God and not willing to allow God to do what he's getting ready to do, because even when the stars were going, and everybody, we start praying, and the Lord said, do not pray against the storm because they have to come, because things have to have to come that get a, 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 the attention of the people. And he said, just pray for the safety of your loved ones and people that you're concerned about. So I began to change my prayer. And, and this is the reason why things are happening uh, to uh, the body of Christ, to the church, to the world, because things are so out of order, and we have to line up according, line up on line, precept upon precept. We have to line up according to what God has said, and we cannot go out of that system because he has defined a system. And what the Lord began, he messed me up. He said, I already put a system in, it, it, in each, every one of you. You have a divine system. Your body has to work with that system that God has designed for your body to work under. When that when that body's out of order, then that system cannot work effectively in your body. So that's the same thing that even in the natural, you see in the spiritual realm that there is a one body but one work, many members. But if the body is not working according to that system, then things become chaotic. And that is what what is happening uh, to the church today. So we gotta get back in line. We gotta set the house in order. Apostles are called to set order, to bring a structure to the to the house of God. So this is the time that God is raising up the apostles 
and the prophets and the prophetess. So I thank God for the word that you brought tonight because that is a blessing to understand that we all understand that God's body has to come back in order in order for us to see the miraculous happen. God bless you. Bless you. Thank you. Amen. Amen. That reminded me that God's, these are processes that God has. Everything has a process to it. Everything has is addressed to the way that there is a process. There's steps that have to be taken. There's things have to be done. God does things decently and in order, and things have to be done in order. Amen. Thank you for that word, Dr. King. Amen. God bless you. Hello? Yes. Oh, okay. I dropped my phone accidentally. I thought I uh, disconnected. Amen. Others? I, I, you know what, what comes what comes to me right now is uh, remember last night, Doctor Shaw, we were talking about the Apostle Paul, and uh, right. he was very he was very well educated, and God used him when God saved him. God used him, Amen, to bring him before kings, and um, you know what God has uh, placed in you, um, the education, Amen, that God has given to you. Amen. Uh, there's a season coming, amen, for amen, the spiritual articulation to be released, amen, to, amen, people that are, um, who consider themselves wise, amen, and uh, the Lord is going to use you to, amen, release, amen, a word, amen, that they would only hear. Um, so uh, I thank the Lord, amen, tonight. I agree with Apostle King, amen. The order has to come back to the church. Uh, the effectiveness, amen, of realizing, amen, that God is God. And we're nothing but, amen, his voice crying in the wilderness, amen. Other comments? Apostle Shane. No, I was just reflecting that it was a, a powerful message that uh, Dr. Shaw brought that uh, it's an on-time, end-time message. Amen. I want to, uh, others, want to acknowledge you, and I want to acknowledge a, a prophet. On, she doesn't have to say any words, but I want to direct your uh, prayers, your intercession, amen, to this area in Arkansas. Amen. Uh, we have a prophetess there on Arkansas and praying, amen, that God's will, amen, would be done, amen, in that region and God would open that region up, amen, for the gospel and the salvation of many souls. Um, you know, uh, do, you all rem- do you all remember, saints, when Paul came to Corinth and, uh, it got kind of heated, but the Lord said, amen, uh, you know, I've got many people here. And he stayed there for 18 months preaching the gospel. And I just want to release to that woman of God, amen, who's on the call now in Arkansas. Amen. Uh, uh, the Lord has you there for a reason. Amen. He has many souls there, amen, to receive, amen, the gospel of Jesus Christ. And to bring, thank you, to bring order, amen, in that part of 
uh, that state that you're in. Glory to God. Mm-hmm. Amen. Bless you. I know you received. I know you heard that. Who else? Uh, um, Dr. Shaw, other comments? Or? Uh, no, I'm sorry. Uh, just just when you were just speaking, I, I missed that uh, last minute of conversation uh, because um, there was a release of something that happened on my phone and then it just shut down. And so, you know, I think the devil is a liar when he does things like that to my phone during <laughs> but I get attacked through the phone like that when I need to hear something. So I missed what you were just saying to the person on the phone. Totally missed that. So just now I got back on. Yes, your phone is going in and out. Are, are you saying that you missed what I said to the individual from Arkansas? Is that what you're saying? Yes. Can you okay. repeat it? Amen. I was saying, amen. What I said, what came to me, amen, is uh, we want to acknowledge uh, someone, amen, on the call from Arkansas, mm-hmm. and um, um, Prophet Deborah Greer uh, Jones Williams. And uh, what comes to my mind is that when uh, the Apostle Paul came to Corinth, things got heated, and the Lord told him that I have many people. Amen. There, that he was going to protect him and take care of him, and he opened up, Amen, Corinth, Amen, to the gospel. He was there for eighteen months, yeah. and I was just saying, uh, woman of God, that you're there in Arkansas, Amen, for God, Amen, to bring the order. That area is going to be opened up. Um, I kind of sense spiritually that there's a. Um, uh, a type of a sluggish, I don't know how described as a sluggish religious spirit, sluggish in that region. And the Lord's going to open that up, amen, for the gospel. And uh, the people are going to get on fire, and then revival is going to come in that region. So, you know, uh, be careful, amen. You're not going to, you're not going to miss, amen, the move, and you're not going to miss, amen, the assignment, amen. Uh, you may think, amen, you're there for one reason. God's got you there for the region. He's got you there for the region, the area. Mm-hmm. Amen. Mm-hmm. Did you hear amen. me, woman of God? Amen, I hear you. All right. I just, want to, right. I just want to thank God. You know, I'm usually quiet and I listen, but I just thank and praise God. I listen to Elder Shetch and Amen. Everything she said is really on point with God. And the the one thing that really touched my heart was the love. The love has waxed cold for the people. And God is just putting it in, in our heart as, as leaders that no matter what, we have to love because God is love. And that's where the church has missed it. We've taught people how to walk. We've talked about talk. We've taught them how to preach. We've taught them how to... Everything except love. And that's, and that's a cry now for God is love. You know, the more hate that, that, you know, the enemy brings, the more love we should, you know, have for the people. You know? And that's one of the things that God has me doing here. Yes, it's a religious spirit. It's, it's really after love. It wants you to hate the people. It wants you to hate, you know, but the more the attack, the more love comes. 
And I, I just I just believe like Jesus when he was ready for his assignment in the garden. You know, the attack came, but at the end of it, it was nevertheless not my will, but your will be done. And I think that's what we have to get. Like, we have to forget about the pain of what we're going through and focus on the love Jesus went through it. We have to for the people. And that's where I'm at now. I'm like, you know, the attack comes, but I love the more. The more, because the more I love, the, the less of me, you know, that I have. And I'm learning that now. The first is like, the attack comes, I run, you know, and I go cry to God. Now, the attack comes, I know I'm on my assignment. I know God is, is, is with me. I know I'm on purpose because I'm looking for the attacks now. And I, and I know that I'm already, it's already been won. You know, the victory is already mine. But I just thank God because it is hard being a woman here down south, especially in the area that I'm in, where there's the domination of men. And, and they don't look as women. You know, they think women should be at home, should be quiet in the church and not have a voice. But I tell them, God, God gave us a voice. And we're going to use that voice. We're not going to be intimidated. We're not going to fight you. We're not going to come against you. We're going to pray for you, and we're going to keep moving. So I, I just thank God for it was beautiful. Thanks, Apostle, for uh, inviting me to it. I, like I said, I know I'm always quiet, but this time I thought I needed to say something. I'm nervous because I don't speak a lot. You know, my ministry is, is truly in-house, one-on-one, but now I'm stepping outside that box. And I just thank and praise God for everybody on the line. Continue to pray for us in this area, especially the women of God, because, like I said, there's a lot of attack going on, but we know the spirit is here. Yeah. And we just came to bring love. If you walk in love, the enemy's already there. He can't fight against love. And I think that's why he's so upset, because he can't fight against love. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Amen. Uh, women of God, uh, men of God, could we um, could we pray uh, for her and uh, this region? And then she's in she's in Dermot, Arkansas, and uh, she's down. Uh, uh, Prophet Deborah, you're you're down in the lowest part of Arkansas, aren't you? Yes. Yeah. Twenty eight hundred people here. <laughs> Repeat that again. We have twenty eight hundred people. Two thousand eight hundred and thirty nine people. So it's a small place. She's near. Uh, she's near. She's near uh, Mexico. Uh, Mexico. She's near Mississippi. Mississippi. <laughs> would you? Uh, mm-hmm. uh, would Would somebody just uh, um, uh, take the lead and pray? Pray intercede for for the ministry there. Without me calling names. Heavenly Father, we come to you, Lord. First of all, we want to thank you. We want to thank you for our sister, your guidance, Lord. In a part of the region, Lord, where there may be distances and differences of people who are surrounding her. We want to pray for the 2,839 people Oh, um, to her, Lord, 
that your purpose for her, Lord, are to help turn those people around. That you bless those, Lord, because we know that you would not have anyone be not saved. We ask that you just be able to speak to each and every one of them, Lord, through their minds, through their souls, through what they eat, Lord. Provide that information in their food. Provide it in your purifying way of the water, Lord, protecting them, showing them about the blessings. Let them see the light on Deborah coming forth from her, Lord, that she is there to fulfill the purpose that you have according to protect uh, the will that you have inside her according to the assignment that you have given her in this process, in this day, at such a time as this, Lord. We ask that you help get her ready to clean the atmosphere, Mm -hmm. to change the atmosphere according to your purpose. And we thank you, Lord, that you have given her these instructions. Your voice is going out, Dr. Shaw. And she has been chosen by you, Lord, a divine heavenly call to deal with your people in Jesus' name. Mm-hmm. Amen. Thank the Lord. Thank the Lord. Anyone else? Amen. Anyone else? Bless God. Heavenly thank Father, you. we praise and thank you on tonight for the gathering around the round table on tonight, Lord God, all those who tuned in and just came on to connect with us on tonight, Lord God. Uh, we thank God for uh, Apostle Griffin for you dropping this vision in him maybe for about three or four years now for him to come on this platform and just uh, share with everyone and also let everyone use their gifts in sharing what it is God has dropped upon uh, their heart. We thank God for uh, Dr. Shaw tonight, um, the, the very deep uh, understanding that she gave us on tonight. Um, we just thank God. It, it was heavy. But uh, we uh, look out tonight, Lord God, and see your prophetess over there, uh, Deborah, in Arkansas down there, Lord God. And we ask, Lord God, that you uh, continue to encourage her. It seems like you're already doing that for her to say that she knows that there is more that she can be doing beyond the wall. She's inside now, but you're bringing her outside the walls, Lord God, a a ministry without walls at this time. So we just uh, ask, Lord, that you continue to encourage her, Lord God. We thank God for her uh, reconnecting with us, have not uh, uh, touched her, but have met her and dined with her. And we thank God for her, Lord God, and for the gifts that you have put down uh, in her, Lord God. And we ask that you flourish that gift even more, Lord God, to take her even into deeper depths that you have for her to go forth in, Lord God. We ask that you bless her family, Lord God, uh, that they will, uh, you know, continue to support her in ministry, that they will come side by side with her and and walk with us. I don't care if there are children, Lord God. Uh, You can uh, provide a a word out of children's mouth, out of the mouth of babes, is perfect praise on tonight. So we just thank God for that on tonight, Lord God. And, you know, whatever it is that, that she needs that we can do that within our power, Lord God, how we can pray for us, Lord God, pray for her, Lord God, just just give it to us, Lord God, every time she comes to our heart, Lord God, let us lift her up, Lord God, and we look 
forward. We look forward to the report because we expect some things to happen at this Mm -hmm. time. We're in expectation uh, of the testimonies of what is going on down in Arkansas, Lord God. Hallelujah, Lord. Any influence, Mm -hmm. Lord God, that wants to hold her down, Lord God, we ask Mm -hmm. that you move every fleet that, that, uh, that, that, force that is trying to keep her down, that she breaks through with power and authority in Jesus Christ. Amen. Nothing can stand against the name of the Lord. You know, every knee is going to bow at that name. So we ask, oh God, that you just continue to be a force behind her, Lord, pressing her forward, Lord God. And and, and as I stated, just encourage her, Lord God. Encourage her heart. I don't know what is on it tonight, Lord God, if there's anything that is heavy, that is burning her down. But we have to cast all our cares upon you for you cares for us. He is concerned about what is going on in our lives. So don't think he isn't. He knows everything. Everything is predestined for us. It's a process that we have to walk through, that we have to go through. Amen. As they stated on tonight, if we haven't been through some things, we cannot testify that God can bring you out. If we don't have that, some touch of that experience, we can't testify to it. Amen. So, Lord, whatever it is in the ministry that you have down in her, as Dr. Shaw has talked about tonight, that all of us have different talents, different gifts, and God Mm -hmm. uses us in different ways that she will begin to go forth in the way that you have established it in her life, Lord God. So we can't do it like her, and she cannot do it like us, Lord God, but it all works for your glory, for the good of you. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. 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 We thank the Lord. Amen for you all. I um, I know Prophet Blake, who is uh, who is the uh, main speaker at our conference. <clears throat> He's trying to get on. He's having a little trouble. <clears throat> He's from uh, Pennsylvania. Are you on, Prophet Blake? I don't think I don't think he's on yet. Um, once I wanted to say this, and then I'm going to have to go. As you all know, I've got a lot of time in the morning, and I just want to see my wife away here in a moment. But I want to just say this. Uh, someone said or asked me, you know, how did you know the people come together of EMFI? And I said, well, it's, you know, there's a gift of gathering. But I did, you know, God gave a, a gift of gathering. But I, I want to say this concerning people. People want to know that you care. Mm-hmm. People people want to know that someone genuinely cares about them. And um, that is a primary encourager and, and support and foundational um, uh, idea. Amen. That, uh, it, you know, is from my heart. You know, so uh, thank you, uh, Prophet uh, Deborah, for being on. Thank you. Uh, Dr. Shaw, amen, for what you have uh, so uh, released to us. I I need you all to pray for Dr. Shaw as she goes back to Florida in the morning, or I guess in the morning, tomorrow. Pray for safe travel. Saturday? Yes, first thing Saturday morning. Safe travel, protection, be refreshed in Jesus' name, and find all that Amen is yours. Amen is uh, uh, t- protected, no harm. 
Amen. In the name of Jesus, amen to you. Amen. I know you have to go, but to the young lady you all were just praying about, you said her name is Plot. Uh, yes. Yeah. Okay, praise God. Is she still on the line? Yes, I am. Let me say this one more God. God says He's going to heal you. There are there has been such a disappointment in things um concerning a ministry that has literally tried to suffocate the life out of you and mm-hmm. stagnate you from what God has called you to do. But the Lord said to tell you also to be very careful and be wise who you share. Uh, concerning the things that he has placed inside of you, uh, concerning vision, he said, be very cautious of who you allow uh, to know what God is releasing for you to do. So be very wise in who you're sharing with. God bless you. Amen. That's a confirmation. Mm-hmm. Amen. 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 How are y'all just doing? God bless you. All right. Amen. God bless you, Apostle Griffin. So we, we thank everyone for uh, coming on the call on tonight. Is, is there anyone else that wants to uh, say something on tonight before we release this call? We just want to say praise the Lord to everybody. This is Ella Dumas. Yes, praise the Lord. Welcome. Did Amen. you have something you want to uh, give a testimony about, Elder Dumas, or? Anything Amen. going on that you want to uh, share? Not at this time. I just enjoyed the, the lesson. I enjoyed each morning uh, discussing, and uh, I just received tonight, and uh, I received a blessing that God said he's not around us, but he in us. Yeah. So it's, it's, you know. Uh, Amen. So I just enjoyed each and every one. Thank you. Amen. God bless you. And we're praying that when you come back on this call this next time, you have a report. Uh, We're we're looking for a report from you of God doing some some marvelous things in in your region. Amen. So that's what I'm expecting. I have an expectation that the next time you get on this call, sir, that we will hear of the wondrous work of the Lord in your region. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Do you do you come into agreement with that? Yes. Amen. 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 God bless you. Amen. So we, we, we thank the uh, Prophet Deborah for uh, co- connecting uh, with us on tonight, coming on the lo- uh, call, and, and I hope you have been encouraged uh, from the words that have been spoken on tonight. Thank God for uh, uh, Prophet uh, uh, Yvette. Is there anything that you'd like to say on tonight? Um, as a matter of fact, um, I was just um, thinking back um to the statement about um, not being able to speak on experiences that you haven't um, experienced. Um, uh, In a way, that's true, and in a way, that's not true, because our faith um, allows us... That's right. Mm -hmm. Our faith allows us to call those things that be not as though they already are. Um, I don't have to experience cancer to have faith that God can heal cancer. That's right. I don't have to go through sexual abuse to have faith in God that he can heal that broken heart and he can heal those wounds and that trauma from sexual abuse. 
So I kind of disagree with that because I feel like um, I didn't have to experience God creating the world, but I know that by faith he did so. Um, and I didn't have to personally experience that, but I know that by faith he actually did that. And um, there are a lot of things that we have not experienced, but by faith we know that God can do, even though I didn't have to personally go through it, I know that by faith that God can do all things. Because the word says, um, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. That means that even if someone has experienced something that I have not gone through, I may not be able to personally tell them that I understand exactly how they feel, but I can still encourage them because, remember, the fivefold ministry is for the edification of the body of Christ. I can still encourage them and edify them and give them the word that says he was wounded for our transgressions and bruised for our iniquities, chastising of his pieces upon of our pieces upon him and with his stripes we are healed. And that means that's any disease, whether I've had that disease or not. Um, a lot of people have not had autoimmune illnesses, so they don't know the experiences that a lot of people with autoimmune diseases go through as far as like fatigue. And um, you know, a lot of people will call you lazy or, or, or slouchy or whatever because they don't understand autoimmune diseases. But that doesn't stop a leader who's dealing with a, a member who has an autoimmune disease telling them that you're going to be healed because Jesus took the stripes for you to be healed. So on, on some level, no, we can't personally um, say that we know exactly what they're going through. Just like if you've never lost your mother, you you can't personally say you know exactly what that person is going through. But um, as believers, when one hurts, we all hurt. We do empathize on a certain level. We do know what pain is. We might not know exactly Amen. what that pain is, but by faith, we can tell them that this too shall pass because we have the word as our example of many experiences that we have not had. But because of faith, we can say it is so, even when it isn't so, until it is so. So I do believe that by faith, that's why intercession works. Um, A lot of things we pray about we have not experienced, but it's because of our faith that those, those prayers get answered. And it's not because we understand what the person is going through, but because by faith, we know that whatever they're going through is going to be okay because the word says all things work together for the good of those who trust and believe in him. That means all Amen. things, whether I've experienced it or not, is going to work together for the good of those who trust and believe. So if I trust and believe in him, whether I've experienced it or not, I can give them an encouraging word and say, I, baby, I may not know exactly what you're going through, but I can tell you that because of the God that we serve, this is going to pass because all things work together for the good of those who trust and believe in him and no weapon formed against us shall prosper. Purpose of that, uh, I, I totally agree with you, and I wasn't, and, and I know that we can encourage people, but I know that also that we can go through some experiences and we can tell people uh, exactly. So if you took it that way, uh, that was a, a mistake in the way that I presented it because, yes, I encourage a lot of people, whether I've been through an experience or not, and there are some experiences that I can be right down there in the in the grit with them. So I understand what you're saying, and thank you for bringing that to uh, our attention. Amen. Amen. Is there yeah. anyone else that wants to uh, bring something tonight? 
Yeah, I agree with that, and thank you both for that input because uh, it is through our experiences we gain the faith that we need to give to others and to show others, you know, some things that they may not have been through. You know, I always say, you know, how can you tell somebody about having a child or even losing a child if you haven't done so? And that's something that um, uh, Prophetess Yvette touched base on. But God gives us these experiences because those are our testimonies of the Mm -hmm. faith that has grown in us and what we have developed through those um, experiences. So it's just another way that we use to witness exactly for what is man that... that, um, in in just right quick, just right quick, in First Corinthians two and uh, ten, or let me go back to nine. It says that as it is written, I have not seen nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for them that love Him. But God has revealed them unto us by His. Spirit, for the Spirit searches all things, eh? the deep things of God. For what man knoweth things of a man, save the spirit of man which is in him. So even so, the things of God knoweth no man but the Spirit of God. So now we have received not the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit which is of God, that we might know the things that are freely given to us of God. So which things we also speak, not in the words which man's wisdom teaches, but which the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit teaches, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. So we we use our spiritual man to relate certain things to each other. And it's, it's about many things, seen and unseen, many things that we have and have not experienced. So we can't always just, we can't bounce off of what is just experienced. We bounce off of all things that have come through the spirit that we have experienced in the spirit because we are all one and all members in one body of Christ. So we, as part of that spirit, will come in revelation one to another through the spirit. So uh, I'm glad both of you brought that up because that's where the enlightenment comes from. It comes from the spirit of God and the word of God, not man's word, not man's experience, but it's through the knowledge of Christ, through Christ's um, spirit, the spirit of God that has the revelation that we need to understand and give us the faith that we need because we know faith comes by hearing and, and, and we know it's not by seeing everything. It's it's about, you know, being able to give us the substance of things unseen and all of that. So, um, exactly. I, I agree with both of you on it, and thank you for that feedback, um, Dr. D. Amen. Oh, anyone else want to uh, make any comments? If not, we will uh, pray and release on tonight. Let me, yes, let me make a comment, too. I, I agree on the spiritual part, but me being in deliverance, spiritual warfare ministry, um, I think what she was saying is I was ministering to uh, you know, a man here, he's an alcoholic, and I was doing spiritual work. I was you know, ministering to him, mm-hmm. and um, at that time, he started shaking really, really bad, and I was quoting scriptures. You know, I was talking to him about God, and at that moment, he's going to leave, and I'm like, well, I can just heal you immediately, you know. I said, you know, just trust in Jesus, and, you know, by his stripes, we're able to heal. But we have to understand we're dealing with uh, people that don't know the word, 
even though our faith can make them whole. At that point, he was like, how could you minister to someone when you don't even know the symptoms, you don't know the, the cause? Right now, I need a drink. You know, right now, I need a drink. And he said, to be effective, sometimes we do, we need to have been through some of the things that they're going through to be effective. Yes, the word of God is effective all the time, but it has to come with faith. I had faith, but he didn't. To him, he was getting sick. You can quote scriptures all you want right now, lady, pastor, prophet, whatever you are, but right now I'm sick. I need to go, and I'll come back. And, and that's what, you know, I understood. Like, we do have to. There's a time where God will give us the word, but then there's a time when you're in that ministry, you have to know what you're dealing with because you're not just dealing with the spiritual person. You're dealing with the natural person. And to them, whatever their addiction is, they need it. You know, we know that they, we know that, you know, they're healed already, you know, but they don't know that. And sometimes you have to really sit and learn and you have to walk through those things to know, okay, right here, their faith is not strong enough. So at that moment, you know, stop playing because you're getting on my nerves. You know, you're trying to tell me something. And it was, it was pushing him away versus bringing him to me. So I said, okay, listen, whatever you need to do, go ahead and do it, but come back. Come back. Now I can talk to him about the word because he's been with me long enough. He trusts me long enough. He trusts the God in me long enough. But until you have walked in their shoes and then those moments, the word to them, you know, it's another word that they've heard in church. It's only when we start living that word and when they begin to see my life every day. He saw my life and my life never changed. When I was in church, you know, I did the same thing outside of church. You see? He was so used to seeing pastors cuss, drink, you know, have women on the side to where I was just another pastor in another church. And so, yes, you know, we, we know the word is true. We know that God, but until you really walk in their shoes and understand, the, you know, and have been through what they're going through, it's hard sometimes to reach those people that are turned off the church and turn on to those addictions. So I think that's what she was saying, like, it's, it, you, you can pretty much, if I was abused, I know how to reach an abused person. I know I can't touch them right away. I can't hug on them. I can't, you, because immediately when you touch me, my wall goes up because I don't know you. You're in my space. So we can push them away by trying to pull them to God. So that in that moment, yeah, we need to be, you know, we need to know about ministry. We need to know about these addictions. We need to know about what they've been through, how a sexual abused person acts but at the same time be led by the Spirit. So I think that's what she was pretty much saying. We know that the Word is always effective, you know, but at the same time, you know, certain, certain people, we have to you know, walk through those shoes in order to be effective to them right at that moment and not push them away with just giving them the Word, giving them scriptures. Because in this ministry that I'm in, you start giving them scriptures and they're ready to leave. You, you, you don't even mention Jesus at all. You know, they need to see it in you. They need to feel it in you. They need to, like Apostle said, they need to know you care and not just quote scriptures. Amen. 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 Thank you for bringing forth that example. Yes. Amen. And that's why we're not all called to the same people. Um, That's why we're we're many members, but we're one body. And we're many members, meaning that we all have a job to do. Everybody yeah. does not have the same identical job. That's right. why we That's all right. got our own unique 
set of experiences because yes. we're not all going to reach the same people. Amen. I'm not going to reach all the same people that you reach because right. I haven't had the same identical experiences as you. So whereas mm-hmm. one person might be able to reach someone with addictions, if they right. didn't do that, that's their area, that's their lane. But that may not be my lane. My lane exactly. may be with be in a right. in another area, like with um, a certain illness or right. a certain childhood experience. That might be my lane, and another person will have a different lane depending on their Amen. experiences. So I feel like those two work together, and yes. that's why God did not make all of us the same and did not give us yes. all the same experiences because we're not going to all reach the same set of people. We're all assigned to different people. That's why the word says the harvest is plenty, but the labors are few. Because we all got something to do, and it's not the same thing. And if everybody tried to do the same thing, it's not going to work. That's why um, it should be more than one person working on the deliverance team in a ministry. It shouldn't just be one person, because um, one person on that team might be able to reach a certain individual, whereas another person on that deliverance team will be able to reach another person. Yeah. So I feel yeah. like that it it works together, and that's why God all gave us different experiences because we're not going to do the same thing. Amen. Uh, so my, my lane is going to be different. Um, yes. My lane is, might not necessarily be to someone who has an addiction. My lane may be to edify of the believers. Amen. In Amen. order to do that, it might be to give them the word. But that yeah. might be my lane. That might not be your lane. And right. that's what I was trying to bring out is yeah. that everybody's got different lanes. My right. experiences will, right. will work with those people that God called me to go pull out. Amen. But my Amen. experiences might not work with the same people that you've had experiences that are identical to what they've gone through. Amen. So, yes, I see what that point, and that's what I was trying to bring out, is that mm-hmm. our experiences are going to match with the people that God has called us for, because our testimonies show them that I've been where you've been, Amen. And, I'm, and I'm a witness that you can come out of that. And yeah. that's where, when when they see that we've been where they've been, then we can bring in the word to them. Amen. And now they see that we know where they're coming from, yes. we can identify all, all the process, you know, all the things that you go through in that circumstance. So they work together. Amen. And that comes back to, like you said, knowing what, what we're supposed to do. So yeah, once, right. but, but it takes leaders to help us learn our lanes. Because remember, um, it takes the elders to teach, to train the disciples. We can't just teach ourselves. It takes right. leaders to bring us up so that we Amen. know what we're supposed to do. That's why... The fivefold ministers are here. They're supposed to be teaching and edifying the body of Christ is also to help prepare us, as the rest of yeah. that verse says, to go out and minister. So that means at a certain point we're supposed to be learning from our leaders on how to walk in ministry. Um, we got experiences, but we also have to be trained in how to minister to people Amen. so that our experiences can benefit them. That's true. And, and that's a, that's definitely a, the point of all of this. And uh, what the sister was also talking about, when we embrace people at those points, it depends on where they are. But God knows. See, the Spirit knows. And and the last verse that I, I spoke about uh, in First Corinthians, this is the last verse that I wanted to bring forward. 
but the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God. And that's what that sister was talking about. Some of them, they're in pain and they have no idea what the Word of God is to them, or it says, for they are foolishness unto them. Uh, neither can he know them because they are spiritually discerned. You know, what is in the scripture is spiritually discerned. So it, it's a matter that when we speak to other people who are in these situations, that's why we go through what we go through in life. The experiences we experience, now I, I don't know about y'all, I can only speak about what I've gone through, but God has placed a whole heck of a lot of stuff on me. And I used to say, why? And God said, why not? But you know what, what I was fascinated by? It was those who embraced me with love yeah. to make me want to hear what the word of God had for me in my situation, in the times that I thought death was on my trail, in the times that I was going through desolation and anything else in turmoil. In our need, in the time of our need, God gives us these things because we have to be compassionate one to another. We have to be empathetic with other people that go through different trials and tribulations. We all go through them. We all have to climb the mountaintop or go over that mountain. You know, we have, we have to climb. So, you know, there and some things we are in the valley for. So, you know, we are everywhere, but God is everywhere too. And the love of God, definitely what the sister was talking about, embracing people at that time is one thing, but the spirit of God will tell what to say to those people. Yeah and what the, how to talk to them. They, he will tell you, just like when the preacher preaches over the pulpit, I don't care what notes he might have wrote, God's spirit, of, the spirit of God will tell him or let him know what to tell the people because only God knows what those people need. And he will tell you how to receive them, and he'll tell you how to deal with them. And that that's nothing but the spirit. And so they have to understand that power. But we... As leaders, and when it's time to go to those people like that, we ain't doing it on our own. That don't mm-hmm. happen. But what yeah. we do is relate to them by what we go through in life. Like Prophet Yvette said, you know, that's why God puts certain people in certain positions to deal with certain people in those instances. Rather, some of us put out different spirits, you know, have to fight against different spirits and people with unknown different tongues that are not recognizable by the spirit, not, not recognized, but they are recognized that they are not the spirit of God. Amen. And how to deal with those demon spirits and who to get to deal with them. Who's afraid of them? Who's not afraid of them? I know I'm not. But I'm just saying there are certain people that have to stand up. And we, we do. God picks who he picks, you know. He knows who to get for these things. So you do. And in all things, we need a witness anyway. Make sure it's not just you by yourself. But there are two or three gathered together because what's in two or three, everybody? Power. So. God bless you. Thank you. Thank you all for that dialogue. That's what we need on these calls. Thank you. Amen. Can I add to, I, I like what I'm hearing, but uh, me, myself, uh, Dr. King, I, I am in deliverance ministry, have been in deliverance ministry for a long time. Uh, one thing, I, I, and I deal with all, but I, I don't have a certain uh, type or a certain uh, criteria on people. It's just Whoever God placed in front of me, uh, yeah. it's just like it's just like having children. You just know each of your children. You know right. you know what each one needs. 
So, and I say this a lot, a lot of times, a woman of God, there are times that you have to meet a natural need before you even touch the spiritual need. Because Amen. Jesus, he dealt with their natural needs. He yeah. dealt with them, and then he reached them. So it's easier to reach someone when you're able to reach that natural need, because that is something that I'll push constantly. Because a lot of these people, not even addicts, or people that are homeless, or people that's going through abuse system, or people that's going through all kind of turmoil, we have no idea what's going on. And and, and they're looking for a way out. They're yeah. looking for an escape. And, and God said, I always give you a plan of escape. And and I truly believe that God called the church to serve all because when you deal with a hospital, the hospital is not just dealing with certain type of diseases. It deals with all. It might not know what to do with that disease yet, but it deals with it all. So many are called, but few are chosen. And, and uh, by me being in the deliverance ministry, uh, I, my my book is open to all because God's concern, his concern is for all. And God, and God anoints people to be able to dissect or, or this, to uh, understand or, or be distinguished about what you're dealing with. And I pray all the time, God, let me know what I'm dealing with. And he will He will begin to, and there's never, there's never a time that he does not allow me to walk through people's childhood. And he brings me from their childhood to their adulthood because he began to show me where the enemy has come in. So, Therefore, we we are going there now. I, I like I said, I I can't say it for everybody, but I have been called for all, and I deal with all. I really do. I deal with uh, every every form of abuse, anything that's out there. I've dealt with it, and and I just thank God for the experience. And you just got to know that what child is what. You just got to yes. know their needs, yeah. their spiritual needs, and their natural needs, but. If God, it, it, sometimes God's going to let you, allow you to meet their natural needs just to draw them in, to open up mm-hmm. for the spirit to come in. Yes. So you just yeah. what you're doing, and you just have to ask the instructions that God is going to give you so he can draw their soul. So he said, how can they come to that draw? He's yes. drawing them. And, and if mm-hmm. any time they still work you in deliverance ministry, all kind of spirits going to be drawn to you. Yeah. yeah. I'm telling you what I know. They they go the woods because um, yeah, they want deliverance. Some of them really want deliverance. Yeah. Yes, they do. Yes, they do. You just got to know and just keep your eye on God and say, Lord, what am I dealing with? I promise you, He's gonna tell you what you're dealing with. He sure Amen. will. Amen. Amen. Praise Thank the Lord, everybody. Praise Him. I'm I'm back on. I just wanted. I'm sorry, I had to get off. Uh, can you all bring me up to <laughs> give me a synopsis? I, I enjoy what I just heard, amen, about the natural need and whatever, amen. Bless the Lord. Well, Dr. D, when I was uh, talking, I I said that um, there are some experiences, unless we've gone through, you really can't uh, tell people about. So, um, you know, Prophet Yvette, she came back and said, well, you know, there are some experiences that she does not have to have, but she can encourage people. So I came back and said, well, you know, maybe I misspoke because I believe in, you know, encouraging people, but I know, you know, also that there are some experiences that, you know, I know if I've gone through basically, then I can really, you know, tell somebody about coming through. 
that's basically the synopsis that uh, there there seemed to be a disagreement at first, but now I believe everyone has uh, brought up examples on how both sides of that can work, where you can encourage in one area and uh, have the experience in the other area, and we just all have different lanes and that we may draw different people, and you have some, you know, as Dr. Shaw has said, all of us have different talents. Uh, some have more than others, basically. So Apostle King just really said there, there are some she can deal with across the board because that's how she has been mantled. And there, and there are some of us that work in this uh, lane right here and some in that lane. Uh, um, Prophet Deborah gave a perfect example on how she was the, the, um, uh, speaking to a man that had a drinking problem, and he started to go through some physical um, situations that she just released him because she knew that the word was not going to work at that time. So she released him and said, come back. So it's like, in a sense, she kind of met a need. She released the man and for him to come back, and now he trusts her. So um, that's I, I kind of synopsis. I'm sure someone else can give a deeper depth, but I just wanted to, rather than go all, everybody go back in depth, that was across the board. Uh, I said something that, you know, that uh, maybe I didn't cover both sides, but just saying that there are some experiences that uh, we cannot tell people about unless we've been through uh, kind of, you know, uh, you know I, foundation there. I, say, I, I didn't eat din- I didn't eat dinner, so I'm gonna go get some of the dinner. But I want <laughs> and this way, how I, I, I want to say this. Uh, last night I was teaching about the spiritual gifts and uh, how uh, impactful the uh, twelve disciples were because they operated through the Holy Spirit through the Holy mm-hmm. Ghost. The Spirit of God is the All Knowing One. He yeah. He has He has all experience. And if we, you know, of course everybody knows this. If we allow Holy, if we allow the Holy Spirit to use us, He will, um, because He knows all things about everyone, and He's the Spirit of Truth. Then uh, uh, we will, Amen. As a body of Christ, as the people of God called, chosen, as Doctor Shaw read in Isaiah forty-three, if we operate Him, if we allow the Spirit of God to operate through us. We will be more effective than who, like I, I heard Apostle King say this, and I'm paraphrasing it. Whoever comes up before me, you know, um, I'm paraphrasing, we, we tap into Holy Spirit to know what to do or what to say or how to act. Yeah. And, uh, and, and, and the love of God is released to them. Amen. Exactly. Amen. He's the, he's the knower, He's the one that has the experience, and uh, I think everybody on the call, none of us have all experience. Holy Spirit does, and that's why, uh, I'm not I'm not trying to keep you all up, uh, that's why I think a lot of times the thing that gets in the way of uh, the Spirit of God moving is that thing between our two ears. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Re- re- reasoning, reasoning and, and, uh, and whatever, but yeah. Amen. I I I enjoy I enjoyed this. Uh, I, what I heard, my wife and I were actually listening to just bits and pieces because we were talking to our son. Today's his birthday, but um, continue. Amen. God bless you. Amen, Doctor D. Okay, I I, I think we've uh, dialogued a, a lot on tonight, and 
seems like everyone has had a say on on tonight, and we thank God for you know everyone bringing um, something to the table on tonight. And yes. uh, there was room for uh, you know uh, explanation, gotcha. uh, correction, uh, bringing back to order, and um, you know greatest mystery of God. You know, let's we come together and and discuss. So I just thank God for everybody. You know inputting on tonight. Amen. So I turn it back over to Apostle Griffin and we can get ready to a uh, uh, release. I don't know if, uh, if, if uh, Sister Deborah, are you encouraged to, to pray a, a prayer over the line before release it tonight after we uh, have Apostle Griffin um, uh, have some words? Do you have any yes. other words, Apostle Griffin? If not, we'll ask Sister uh, uh, Deborah well, to pray. I'll, I was gonna say I was gonna say something when you stop. Um, uh, when whenever whenever the appropriate time is, Prophet Deborah Wright, we meet, we meet in we meet in Arkansas. The Lord's gonna open that place up. Amen. Amen. So I got to say. Okay. Amen. Amen. So, uh, Prophet Deborah, would you like to release us in prayer? If not, we'll pass the baton. Okay. Oh, God, we thank you right now, Lord, for coming together. Lord, I thank you for this gathering on today, Lord. Increase our love. Increase our fellowship, oh, God. Let us pray for one for another, Lord, God, in the name of Jesus. Lord, I just thank you right now for Apostle, Lord, for just um, bringing us together in this meeting, Lord, God. Yes, she to continually bless him, continually multiply him more, and continually give us the, the trust in, in you and in him. And it's in the name of yeah. Jesus, I thank you and I praise you. Amen. 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 God bless everyone. Have a blessed night. Good night. God bless you. Good night, Bye. everybody. Bye-bye. Good night. Good night. Good night. Good night.